I'm not um, wholly convinced I'm allergic to cats until they start shedding. And then I know I am. But I love my two cats, so there's not much I could do about it. I just have to live like this. Uh, welcome to the We Are Poems podcast. The only poetry podcast that's not seeped in pretension. Uh, as we explore today, spooky girl favorite, Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, what I knew about Poe before this was a field trip I took as a child to the Poe House, I believe, uh, outside of Philly, where people performed plays. Uh, they seemed like women mostly in their early to late 30s, who liked to wear little hats and probably uh, were into steampunk. Uh, and on the weekends, they went to the Poe House and performed Poe's works. Um, so Edgar Allan Poe was an American writer, poet, editor, and literary critic. Poe is best known for his poetry and short stories, particularly his tales of mystery he is widely regarded as a central figure of romanticism in the United States of the American literature as a whole, and he was one of the country's earliest practitioners of the short story. He is also generally considered the inventor of the detective fiction, so we could thank him for Murder, She Wrote, and is further credited with contributing to the emerging genre of science fiction, so we could probably thank him for Star Wars. So for Jessica Fletcher and Luke Skywalker, we owe... Poe a debt. Poe was the first well-known American writer to earn a living through writing alone, resulting in a financially difficult life and career. And I'll tell you what, not only that, but as I continued to read about Poe, it wasn't just because he was only getting money from being a writer, it was also because he was a major alcoholic. But I can't really blame his alcoholism on him because everyone he loved keeps dying of tuberculosis throughout his life, so I'm sure he's just hitting the bottle. And I also thought that Poe's poetry would be spooky about skeletons and, uh, you know, like ravens and eating eyeballs. But it's mostly like most of his poems are just like to Allison, to uh, Elizabeth, to Virginia. It's just two women. So that's probably what that romanticism stuff is. He just writes about women he loves and how he misses them when they die of tuberculosis. I didn't want to... Uh, I don't really want to get into reading love poems. I don't think it's going to uh, have any uh, effect on me as I search for what poetry is. And it's kind of what I imagine poetry is from like a, uh, uh, a small-minded and narrow-minded uh, view where it's just like uh, roses are red, violets are blue. So I just wanted to uh, read this one. It's called A Dream Within a Dream uh, by Edgar Allan Poe. Take this kiss upon the brow and imparting from you now. Thus much let me avow, you are not wrong who deem that my days have been a dream. Yet if hope has flown away in a night or in a day, in a vision or in none, it is therefore the less gone. All that we see or seem is but a dream within a dream. I stand amid the roar of a surf-tormented shore, and I hold within my hand grains of golden sand. How few, yet how they creep through my fingers to the deep. While I weep, while I weep, oh God, can I not grasp them with a tighter clasp? Oh God, can I not save one from the pitless wave? 
is all that we see or seem, but a dream within a dream. So it's got this like rhythmic thing happening, which is cool. Uh, and uh, that noise was my cat falling off the table. She she uh, was scratching her ass so hard she just tipped. She's getting old and she doesn't realize what's happening. She almost took a plastic bag of noodles with her. Uh, anyway, I like this poem because it kind of it kind of makes me think that maybe Poe was into the uh, into the theory that this is all a stimula- simulation, which is fun. I don't know that for sure. But uh, he's, he's, he's very sad, it seems. Which I think goes probably with romanticism. Anything romantic is kind of sad underneath, isn't it? Like a candlelight dinner is a nice gesture, but you're still eating in the dark and, and the person may not show. Uh, the other thing I found out interesting about Poe was when he died. Uh, he, he had this rival named uh, Rufus Wilmont Griswold. And if you're going to have a rival... Rufus Wiz- Wilmont Griswold. That's that's the good one to have. So immediately after his death, his literary rival Rufus Wilmont Griswold wrote a slang high-profile obituary under a pseudonym filled with falsehoods that cast him as a lunatic and a madman, and which described him as a person who walked the streets in a madness or melancholy, with lips moving in indistinct curses or with eyes upturned in passionate prayers. Never for himself, for he felt and professed to feel that he was already damned. First of all, like, what's going on in Baltimore in, like, 1842 or 1872 that, uh, that this guy's just allowed to write an obituary that's just saying, like, pose a piece of shit. That's crazy that you're able to do that, just submit an obituary. Like, that's if I didn't like someone, I could just write to the Times leader, say, and say, uh, you know, this guy was a shithead, and that gets published. But uh, the crazy part that I found uh, at the end of the obituary was... uh, I can't find it now, but... He says something else crazy about him that's just, like, really rude, and it was was kind of funny to me how, uh, how rude it was. Oh, here it is. Uh, the the, the uh, obituary began, Edgar Allan Poe is dead. He died in Baltimore the day before yesterday. This announcement will startle many, but few will be grieved by it. And that's just in the paper. So, Griswold. Really, really, really mean to, to uh, Poe to po after he dies. He uh, became his literary executor, so he was the one that was working all of Poe's poetry afterward, and he attempted to destroy his enemy's reputation after his death. I think I should do a whole podcast about these two and why they hate each other. Uh, but uh, newspapers report that uh, Poe's death is conjecture on the blander cerebral inflammation, uh, common euphemisms for death from disruptable causes such as alcoholism. So the guy is a boozer. And the other thing is they think that he may have uh, died from this practice called cooping, which was a uh, practice where uh, it's a practice of electro- electoral fraud in the United States cited in relation to the death of Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, by which unwilling participants were forced to vote, often several times over, for a particular candidate in an election. According to several Poe's biographers, these innocent bystanders would be grabbed off the street by so-called cooping games, or election gangs, working on the payroll of a political candidate. And they would be kept in a room called the coop, and given alcoholic beverages in order for them to comply. If they refused to cooperate, they would be beaten or even killed. Often their clothing would be changed to allow them to vote multiple times. Sometimes the victims would be forced to wear disguises such as wigs, fake beards, or mustaches, to prevent them from being recognized by voting officials at polling stations. 
So cooping was just a crazy thing that I stumbled on uh, in, in, in the research of Poe. The other cool thing I found about Poe is that people, you know, are really into him, and he has had a lasting legacy, and this dude used to go up to Poe's grave from 1949 to 2009 with some cognac and three roses, leave him on the grave, and uh, he was known as the Poe Toaster. And when I first heard, heard about the Poe Toaster, I thought it was a toaster shaped like Edgar Allan Poe. You'd be able to get it uh, get it, uh, Amazon or something. So, I don't know. More so not really into Poe's poetry, but I was kind of blown away by him as a, as a person, and especially the circumstances of his death and how he was just boozing and people were just constantly dying from uh, tuberculosis all around him. So I'll just leave you with uh, my poem, which I think is called Frozen Peas, um, that I wrote uh, the other day. I was at the supermarket with my girlfriend. She said, what kind of vegetable do you want? I knew she was talking frozen, because we aren't the fancy sort. I suggested peas, but I felt exposed, and then guarded, as she shook her head sadly. I like frozen peas. They are bright and green and remind me of the 1950s when people watched black and white TV and had a space-age designed square containers. Little boys stopped being cowboys and stopped hunting men and started wearing round, bulbous helmets and embracing science, thinking about the moon and the stars and all that great stuff that should replace guns and arrows and bloody human scalps. Peas were bright, bright, bright green back then, and women put them in casseroles, and they gave those casseroles to their friends who were mourning the dead, either dead from being old or an accident or America's war with Vietnam. There are no casseroles exchanged anymore, neighbors aren't neighbors, and people feel exposed and then guarded and exchange niceties over smartphones to go about their smart lives. They feel exposed and then guarded, like I do, with the peas. Okay, so this one ran a little over, about 10 minutes, but uh, uh, I'm saying Poe's okay, he's okay. He's definitely the first in a long line of drunk men who believe writing down their feelings is going to uh, get rid of their demons or make them interesting. Who knows? I'm sure he was insufferable to be in a room with, but we don't, we don't know for sure. Okay, until next time, peace and love, peace and love, beef jerky. Don't forget you can submit your own poems for the podcast at whatarepoemspodcast at gmail.com. So uh, let's explore poetry together.